Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I have the pleasure of introducing Karen Dwyer. She is uh, she used to be a professor at the University of Omaha on the topic of communication. And we actually we realized that we met three years ago at a conference in New Orleans where she was a speaker and she spoke about how to wrap yourself in scripture. And so that, that's where I originally met her. And through just a series of God events, we reconnected. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today because not only we're going to pick her brain in two different facets, one, to just get a greater understanding of how we can all learn how to communicate effectively. She dedicated her life to teaching students on how to be effective communicators. So I'm excited for her to just share her knowledge with us. But also, she's recently retired and has just launched this new venture on growing and sharing how to have more joy in your life. And so I am excited to have her share about that and, and just tips and strategies and how we can be people filled with the, that incredible gift of the Holy Spirit. So Karen, just love for you to just share a little bit more about yourself with our audience. Well, hello. I'm just so glad to be with you. Um, it was amazing that we did meet three years ago. Um, I was still working then as a full professor at the University of Nebraska at Omaha, where I did for 25 years. And I, uh, besides running graduate programs and um, running the public speaking program uh, and being a division chair in the School of Communication, um, I really specialized in helping students and adults overcome public speaking anxiety. And I, I did that uh, director of the public speaking program for over 24 years. So um, I love students. I love um, helping anybody overcome public speaking anxiety and become a better communicator. And I think everybody has it within them. I always told my students that um, you've learned communication basically since you were a little kid and figured out how to uh, scream and your mother would come running to your side. <laughs> So um, you've been learning both nonverbal and verbal communication all your life. I think it's really helpful to um, do the best you can just to um, have a good interaction with everybody and even God. And, you know, when I, my husband and I wrote, your, wrote the book, Wrap Yourself in Scripture. And now if you hear the word, the acronym RAP, which stands for, um, or for developing a closer relationship with God through Scripture, uh, one of the things that we really emphasize in that is that it's a two-way conversation between you and the Lord, and you need to be listening. <laughs> and the best way to listen is in Scripture. And the acronym RAP is simply based on Lexio Divino, but it's a real easy way to, and it's incorporated in my newest book on joy, where you read the Scriptures until, as St. Philip Neri says, something arises or catches your attention, a word or a verse, and you stop there and uh, you write it down, and then you begin to reflect on it, like the Blessed Mother did, ponder what it means, ask the Lord what it means. If you're quiet enough, the Lord will talk to you about it, and then ask him how you can, the A stands for apply, how you can apply it to your life, and then P, the RAP, I'm talking about the acronym RAP that we teach in both places, and the P is pray and praise God for what he's spoken to you today, and just receive his love and his strength. Um, you can do a RAP in about 10 minutes, um, and it's basically praying with scripture. So that's, uh, that's really one of my, my hearts is, is helping people listen more. To be a good communicator, you have to listen. And so, um, and I haven't always been a good communicator. 
in, in the School of Communication or actually in the whole field of communication, we have one research area called talkaholics. <laughs> and actually it can be an anxiety. It's the opposite of being shy where you don't wanna say anything or you don't say anything. You talk all the time, you just keep talking. And I used to be a talkaholic with God. I'd sit down, go to adoration, stay after mass and pray, pray at home. And I just talked the whole time, got up and say, well, wasn't that just great? And the Lord loved me through it all, but it never dawned on me for years that he had something to say too. <laughs> yeah. So I would go back to in your prayer life, in your personal life, in your all of communication life, be a good listener first. Yeah. No, that, that is so key. I would describe myself as a talkaholic in prayer and I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a recovering talkaholic. <laughs> um, but I, I, that's something that I am trying to grow into just to listen more and to just know that he does has, has, he has good things that he wants to share with me. Oh, I know. But, and you know what? The thing mm -hmm. about listening to the Lord is when he talks to you, he pours his love and his yes. joy and his strength and his comfort into you. And so I don't know how people exist without receiving the love and joy of the Lord every day. Yeah. It's like the core of our being and he wants us to have it. But yeah. so often we just go about our day and, you know, maybe we'll say, now I lay me down to sleep at night or something, you know? I think yeah. the first prayer I learned, but, yeah. Yeah. But, but he has so much more for us uh, in a relationship with him and all communication is relationship. So we can never get away from that. Yeah, no, that's very true. So Karen, out of curiosity, what led you into this field of communication and, and led you to pursue a PhD in it? Uh, well, I was a, uh, my mother was a teacher. When I was a little girl, I'd say, what do I want to be when I grow up? My mother would say, since I was about three, oh, you want to be a teacher? Oh. <laughs> I think, well, you know, I grew up in the time when, <laughs> when I graduated from college, you know, or even when I went to college, women were mostly teachers and nurses, you know, so I think my mother thought that was the best she could guide me into being, you know, it wasn't like, well, you could be the president, you know, it was like, well, you could be a teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I always wanted, I always, uh, I, I like to, I like to talk. <laughs> That's honest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good field for me. No, I like to speak. I started speaking. Um, it's, you're going to find amazing. I was part of a charismatic prayer group. And we used to stand up and give our testimony. And after I really came in the Lord in a deep and personal way, um, I felt the Holy Spirit really prompting me to stand up and share some of the great things he had done for my life. Uh, from passing tests when I was in college, you know, and helping, guiding me with study or... Uh, he's done so many wonderful things for me and I would be nervous about it to stand up in front of adults. And that's how I began doing more public speaking as I finally, the Lord gave me the strength that he said to me once in my heart, you can, can you offer it to me even if it's ashes and ashes are nothing. Ashes are what's been left after something's burned up. So I said, Lord, I can offer it unto you. And I began to open my mouth publicly and guess what? Never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but I started by offering it to the Lord I don't I can't teach necessarily that and never taught that in my college classes but you have to you have to really want to you have to have a passion about what you want to say 
and you have to have a love for the people you want to communicate with. Yeah. So why do you think most people fear public speaking? Like, what is it about that, that just people would rather do something else <laughs> than stand well, I up? Am a, I am a researcher. I didn't tell you that, but I've written several articles, academic articles on public speaking anxiety. I wrote the book, I Conquer Speech Anxiety, which is a, t- a textbook used in college. I've written several chapters and books. And so my, my, one, my whole life as far as a researcher has really focused on helping people overcome public speaking anxiety. It has been one of the biggest fears that people face. And after they take a public speaking class where they basically know what to do, a lot of that horrible fear goes away. The reason that fear that people fear public speaking, there's several reasons. Um, probably it's going to start with um, maybe they feel some anxiety like I did. I felt anxiety within me, you know, because it's something new because I'm putting myself out there on a line um, and people might be judging me. I think the number one fear that people face is the audience is judging them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the audiences are not. When you listen to somebody, um, most of the time, if they're trying and honestly trying and, and have your good interest in mind, you're not judging them. And I think that's the first place we start is helping people not be judged. And the sec- to not think they're being judged, but to give the best they can. 20% of people in the world are not going to like you. So I used to say to my students, you may find this surprising, but everybody doesn't like me. <laughs> Roar laughing. <laughs> I don't know why I think it's funny. <laughs> I guess they don't thought about people don't like you (laughs) Yeah, and then the second thing we do the second thing I do is um helping people then have some techniques to overcome the anxiety and you can see why I'm interested in promoting joy which um wrap yourself in joy the subtitle is find the joy and fight the fear and fear and anxiety is common in many things that we do. So a lot of the techniques are still the same, but you have to learn techniques to uh, work with your anxiety. And you can lessen a lot and even conquer it through, um, we teach breathing uh, at the university, uh, diaphragmatic breathing that's worked really well. Um, I teach relaxation techniques. I teach um, visualizing yourself um, and your audience being happy and you're delivering very comfortably with friends. Um, so it takes a semester. Most of my students um, it say that it changed their lives. And I think they were the ones that, that wrote letters to the university and said, she's the best teacher. And I did win the University of Nebraska Omaha Outstanding Teaching Award, as well as the State um, University Teaching Award. But most of it started because my students were so helped and it's really easy for me to help them. So thank God I could do something where I can help people. And, and I received a lot of, a lot of thanks for it. Oh, that's so great. Can you actually walk us through one of those strategies that you just mentioned, whether it's the breathing exercise or the visualization one, just for anyone listening right now or watching who maybe has a presentation at work. (laughs) (laughs) Or they need to have a just a challenging conversation with their with their leaders. So um, yeah, could you? Is there one of the strategies that you can walk us through? Well, you know, since it's a whole semester, I guess the first thing there's a lot of techniques out there. You know, like I wrote a whole text, a whole book on it, just a friendly book on how to do that. But I think the easiest thing they can do is is to do self positive self statements. Okay. 
to defeat all the negative statements that have come into their lives. And I incorporate that in joy with positive self statements about who you are as a Catholic or as a Christian. And so it's the same thing as telling yourself the truth. So the truth is, um, I've been conversing with others since I was a very young person. I can communicate with everybody in my audience. Here's another truth statement. I don't have to be perfect. I can be who I am and impart and give the people what I can. Another one is I've prepared, so I'm not wasting people's time, but I will give them what I can offer and they can choose to take what is most helpful to them. I have 25 or 30 in my book, but they're positive self-statements. And I would say that would be the easiest thing I could say to you right now. The visualization is simply, you know, people visualize themselves in everything, golfers, uh, any sort of athlete. It's the same thing as you visualize yourself in front of an audience that's friendly and you see yourself giving a speech. And again, I have, I have all kinds of uh, visualization uh, dialogue and things that you can record for yourself and say to yourself in my book and take hours, but you would have access, they would have access to it there. Okay. So, so Karen, in addition to your love for effective communication, you also have a strong love for scripture, which led you to write about 10 books on the topic. Can you just please share with us what led you down that path to, to just to dive more into scripture and to, to want to share it with the world? It's very interesting from the first uh, uh, Catholic um, prayer group I was in and the first charismatic prayer group I was in, there was an encouragement to read the Good News Bible with scripture. And I picked up and I started reading the Good News Bible. And I mean, I just felt like God was speaking to me. I just felt like he, when as I read scripture, he was just speaking to me. You know, I like to talk all the time. But when he was when I was reading scripture, he was speaking to me. And I just think I developed a love for scripture by reading the scripture in the little kids cat it's not really little kids it's the good news it's kind of a paraphrased version you don't read it for your theology you read it for just allowing yourself to understand what the bible is saying and i i started there and since then i just have loved scripture i've ended up being in a lot of bible classes and then at my own parish, um, I, for the last almost 20 years, I've been running a prayer group in Bible study every Monday morning. And I even do it on Zoom. We started doing it on Zoom every Monday because of uh, COVID. And uh, so we have a really nice following. We have a lot of people from uh, not just in, in Omaha, not just at St. Robert Bellarmine Church, although we are a St. Robert Bellarmine prayer group and Bible study. So most of the time I was teaching Bible study and people started really, really asking for the bible studies that i was writing because i'm writing them as a college teacher you know i'm researching and writing and making them interesting and fun the first book that people began absolutely asking for was um uh, the joy of advent and i wrote that back in 2000 you know maybe before 2010 we have imprimatur from our archbishop and so i started writing that and started just xeroxing and giving it out because people asked for it then i wrote esther for such a time as this, making Esther, my whole idea is just like I do with teaching college is to just make the scripture so alive. You're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know it said that. Um, and I love to study myself. So I'm only just studying and reading and reading commentary and presenting um, it in a fun way. Then I wrote Nehemiah, 
<laughs> renewing hope and joy in your life. And then, um, well, my husband and I both wrote Wrap Yourself in Scripture uh, for the Institute of Priestly Formation, which is Alexio Divina in a really simple style. Anyway, last of all, I wrote Wrap Yourself in Joy. And the Holy Spirit just has nudged me to start doing a podcast on it so people could listen 15 minutes a week um, as I go through um, in a fun way and, and also a very uh, informative and helpful way of how to have more joy in your life. Yeah, let's, let's actually talk a little bit more about that because that came about right when you were, uh, you decided to retire from university. I did. And yeah, so could you just share a little bit about just that transition phase from working full time to, to being in this new season where you have more availability and you're embarking on this new journey. And I remember you shared with me that it was the Lord who uh, led you in that direction. I just would love for you to just share that with with everyone. I felt the Lord really, really wanted me to, but I kind of had a, um, a conflict in my mind because I love my students and I love to teach and I've been doing it for 25 years. And, uh, but I actually was at a, um, Pentecost Day USA, which is a Catholic charismatic, uh, wonderful organization, uh, that I'm on council with and, and I was there for the first time and we were praying at our leadership team meetings and a nun came up to me this is so funny she didn't ever know me before in her life and uh, we were in small groups praying and she she started praying with me and she said you know Karen for some reason when I pray for you I just have this picture of these beads hanging from a doorway and you've been behind the beads all your life and you're just gonna pull the beads apart and walk out and uh, I thought that was really from God. Uh, she actually now is the head of an order in Minnesota. But uh, again, I didn't know her. She didn't know me. It was so impacting. It was kind of like a very special confirmation to me because those beads, if you don't know, when I was growing up, people had beads. It's kind of part of the hippie 70s movement. People had beads hanging down, you know, on their doorways. I still see it in movies, you know. And, and so, in other words, I think that um, I was at the university life with, um, where I wasn't really able to share my faith. And a lot of the people I worked with were from the, those type of movements and they, they really, you know, have become quite agnostic. And so I was like walking out where I was just free to share. And so I am so delighted. I had no idea I was going to start a podcast. The Lord asked her what I could do. And the first thing I did was finish the book that I had just taught in my two years in my prayer group called, you know, Wrap Yourself in Joy, Find the Joy, Fight the Fear. And I knew I needed to start that. And as I was working on that, I felt like the Lord just prompted me that I should do like a, a blog or a vlog. And um, I realized that was a podcast. I wouldn't even, I didn't even know that much about podcasting. I had to learn. That was starting last October. I began to learn how to podcast and I now have a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's an educational podcast. Uh, an interview podcast, they can last for an hour, uh, like you're doing with night right now. You're interviewing me, and that's a podcast. That's an interview podcast. Uh, my podcasts are short and um, more educational. Uh, I'm talking to people. You know, the first one, we're, we're searching for joy, and uh, the next one, we're defining joy, and I'm sharing with them how the more joy prayer guide, you want more joy in your life. And it's all very much um, biblical. Christian 
in Catholic uh, undergirdings. But I will tell you, I'm hoping to attract, having worked with these millennials and <laughs> Gen Zs all my life, I'm hoping to attract people that are searching. So I'm trying not to be overly religious, uh, but obviously religious. And then I'm calling them to what the Pope says, what theologian says, what the saints say, and uh, most of all, what the Bible says. So I, I think it will. I think it's very fun. I, I've listened. I've listened. People listen to. I'm embarrassed to listen a little bit at first, but people have told me they love it. So we'll see. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't have any. I'm just starting to get friends. <laughs> it's all somewhat, somewhat new. But yeah. I'm thrilled that I can, as I retired, uh, I'm thrilled that um, there's never a time in life, is what I'm convinced of, where we stop serving the Lord until we take our last breath. And so I'm so encouraged. I feel like I have so much life within me. And now more life now that I've walked out from the beads hanging from the walls <laughs> in the room that's kept me shielded. I'm walking out um, and I can just really share my faith and, and do what God's called me to do. You know, Mother Teresa said, oh, everyone that is a Christian, that's a Catholic, has something to do and they have to do it for the Lord. And we should never forget that. If you don't know what it is, start asking. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea I would be podcasting or even writing books, you know, several years ago, podcasting this year. But the Lord is, the Lord um, has a great sense of humor. And uh, he always gives you such joy when he calls you to do something. Yeah. That you're absolutely right. I, when I decided to take the sleep to work on this business, it was very, very, very scary at first. Uh, but I have experienced so much joy in the months that I've dedicated to this full time and the people that I've gotten to meet, the clients I've been able to work with. Like, I just feel like my joy meter <laughs> has definitely like exceeded anything that I've experienced just in prior years of working. And I, yeah, I feel like it's the Lord working through me and I'm work, able to partner with him. And it's, it's been such a joy. <laughs> and I think that's the lie that too much of the world believes that God is this grumpy old uh, person, so to speak, that doesn't understand life today when it's just the complete opposite. He mm -hmm. loves us. And one of the things in the very first podcast I've done is, he loves us. These are the verses. This is what he says to us. I love you. Jesus says, I love you like the Father has loved me. Wow. Jesus loves us like God loves him. How much is that? Yeah. And then he says, I want you to have my joy. Oh, excuse me, whose joy? The joy of Jesus. And I want your joy to be complete. How much joy? All the complete joy that you can have. Oh my gosh. And we just have only begun to receive the joy the Lord has for us and the love he has for us. And I hope, my whole goal is just open up people's eyes. And if you're not Catholic, if you don't even go to church, I'm hoping you will listen to my podcast. I feel like the Lord wants me to just share his love and share his joy. Now, you know, you're going to get scripture. <laughs> you're going to get um, definitions and lots of things like that. But Hopefully you'll just get inspiration. Yeah. So with that, Karen, can you just break down the difference between joy and happiness? 
Well, I, I'm glad you asked that because as I wrote the book, my um, wrap yourself enjoy. Uh, we, we began to look at several definitions for joy. And uh, I, I really love to go back what the Pope said. Now I'm going to read to you what the Pope say because I wouldn't want you to uh, miss this at all. But um, Pope uh, St. John II says, God made us for joy. No wonder so many are seeking for a deep and lasting joy because he made us for joy. Don't you love it? Yeah. Okay. Pope Emeritus Beck, um, Benedict XVI said, far more than immediate and fleeting feelings of satisfactions, our heart seeks perfect, full, and lasting joy. So we should all be seeking joy because we should be seeking the perfect, full, and lasting joy. But I love, I love what Pope Francis says, and this answers your question. He says, Pope, he says, joy is not at all like happiness that depends on external circumstances. No, no, no. Joy is a gift from the Lord. It fills us from within. And this joy is the certainty that Jesus is with us, the Father is with us, and it's to be searched for and shared continuously. Don't you just love it? Yeah. So I built a lot of what I have to say on what these three popes are saying, calling us in to joy. In fact, recently, Pope Francis said we have to get back to the core of our faith, for that is where we will find true joy. Yeah. And it's God within, God within. I love the idea. Of, I don't know if you, never, if you ever knew this. People say I have a lot of enthusiasm, even as a teacher all these years. You know what? Enthusiasm comes from the root word, which means um, God within. Hmm. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So you start with with the love and joy of the God. In fact, <clears throat> even in my podcast, people might be shocked, but at the end of every podcast, I pray for every, all the listeners to be filled with the joy of God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I wanted to share a couple other thoughts from my book. Um, one of them is a dear friend of ours um, is Monsignor John Essef. And when he does retreats, he shares this little episode that I share in the book or this little example. He has us all uh, stand up with a teaspoon. So we take a teaspoon and we stand up and we say, okay, Lord, okay, Lord, give me some of your love and your joy right now. Well, how much are we going to get if we hold up a teaspoon to God? We're going to get a teaspoonful when God is a Niagara Falls of love. He's a Niagara Falls of joy. And he wants it to just flood our lives. So here's the bottom line. We have to increase our capacity to receive it. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's lesson. That's a podcast number one. <laughs> <laughs> So then what would you say, Karen, to someone who desires more joy in their life? I mean, we were all made for joy, but they're in the midst of a difficult situation where they're just, yeah, they're just, there's no joy. What, what should they do then? All right. Now, this sounds trite, but it's absolutely stronger than you think. I have in my book, what the Lord gave me is what's called the five minute 
more joy prayer guide. You know, as Catholics, we like we like templates, you know, <laughs> we like devotionals. I had a friend say, you need more joy. She says, tell me what to pray. <laughs> I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, here's the five minute more joy prayer guide. And I just um, spoke on that in my last podcast. The five minute more joy prayer guide, especially if you're not taking time alone with the Lord every day. Here's what I suggest you do. Uh, I summarize it in four simple words. Number one, ask. What does Jesus say? You know, those that ask, you know, receive, you know, you knock. Those that ask, fine. You know, those that, that knock, um, you know, they, they will be rewarded. And so here is the bottom line is the first word is ask. And I believe in the Holy Trinity. God, the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, the Holy Spirit, please give me your joy. I want your love and I want your joy. Well, that's like what, 20 seconds? Okay. And I'm thinking, especially people that aren't used to having a regular prayer life. But even if you are, I do this every day. It's very helpful. You will be shocked at how much more joy you have because the second one at first is ask. Okay, that's a few seconds. The second is the big one, receive. You talkaholics out there like me, shut your mouth. <laughs> and just say, Open your arms and say, Lord, I receive your love and joy right now. And receive it. Now, if you've never received from the Lord, no time like now to start. And number two, if you don't know how to be quiet, just try to picture yourself. And one of the most beautiful pictures of Jesus that you know, picture him with his arms stretched out to you and he's giving you his joy. So could you just, I, I suggest you receive it for a minute. You just be quiet and you just receive it. Lord, I receive your joy. God, I receive your joy. Holy Spirit, I receive it. So ask, receive, third, thanks. <laughs> I call, and I, uh, this is my next podcast, I call what the Lord sends joy to us. I call him the sun's rays of joy, like S-O-N-S rays of joy, because just like the S-U-N sun, rays shine even in cloudy days. Yeah. The sun's rays of joy are there if we just receive and thank. Thank you, Lord, for this special joy um, that I got to see my little great nephew. And he's just so cute. It gave me joy. Thank you, Lord, for the colleague that I ran into today. And I hadn't seen her for a while. And she just gave me such a smile. I thank you for that joy. We have joys every day, but we don't, we don't, we don't thank or receive them. So ask, receive, thank. One minute. Think of things you can thank Jesus for. Because he's sending you rays of joy. And the more you open your eyes and thank him, the more you're gonna see. Yeah. Here's number four. Are you ready? 
I'll, I'm going to test you. What were the first three? <laughs> <laughs> Ask, receive, receive thanks. The fourth one is scripture. If you want to keep them as verbs, let's read scripture. Open your Bible just for, just for a few minutes. Start reading in the Gospels or the Psalms. Read the Mass readings for the day if you're Catholic. Uh, read uh, one of the letters. Just open up reading. I love Philippians. Read the first 11 verses of Philippians. And just say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, speak to me. When something jumps out of the page at you, I love St. Philip Neri. He says, it will arise off the page. When it rises off the page, write it down. If it's one word, one verse, whatever it is, write it down. Close your Bible and talk to the Lord about it. Mm -hmm. One time when I was really sick, really, really sick, I realized that Paul did his greatest work when he was in prison. And I actually was writing, was able to be very productive at writing a book because I really was too sick to really run around and do too much. So, you know, I think that we need, that was Philippians, that's in Philippians, that's in Philippians where we talk about how Paul is doing well in the jail in the first chapter of Philippians. And so I wrote that down. One time I was really upset. I'll tell you one more little thing. One time it was after mass on it and I was my, both my parents, I was blessed to have parents live to be 93 and 96. Can you believe it? Wow. Longevity, I hope. Anyway, my, my niece says I'm on my 10th career. Anyway, <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> anyway, so my parents were both dying and in two different hospitals. And I was running uh, a whole program at the university. And I said to the Lord after mass, as I'm praying about the whole thing, I said, I don't think I'm going to make it. I, this is too much for me. And the reading that day was Psalm 1. You know, do not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the you know, path of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. Is there who bless? But those that, you know, delight themselves, you know, that uh, meditate on the Lord day and night. There should be like a tree planted by streams of water. And the Lord spoke to me right there and said, you're a tree. You're planted by streams of water. No matter how much hardship or diversity comes your way, you are a tree drawing on the water of the scripture, of, of the Eucharist, you know, of all the sacraments, of Jesus's presence with me always. I'm going to make it because I'm a tree. I came home and I told my husband, I said, guess what the Lord told me in Mass today? He told me I'm a tree. He told his Bible study that night. Guess what the Lord told Karen? She's a tree. It's kind of a little running joke, but it's so truthful. Yeah. You know what? I got up. I took care of both of my parents dying in different hospitals. They did die a few months apart. My mother came back for a little bit. but And, and I was blessed to have them in so long that, um, you know, I was grateful to put them in the hands of the Lord, too. It was still very difficult, but I was a tree. And I got that strength from the word of God, you see. And so that's why I say, ask, receive, thank, and read scripture till a verse hits you and hold it to your heart and talk to the Lord about it. And uh, you can do it in five, you can do the whole little five minute more joy prayer guide in five minutes. And I can tell you, I walked out of that time with the Lord when he told me I was free with joy in my heart, even though both my parents were dying. And there's been lots of times when circumstances were not happy, but I walked out with joy in my heart because the Lord was with me and speaking to me and encouraging me. And as Pope Francis says, the Lord's walking with us. Even in the hardships of life, we can have joy. Yeah. 
You're I'm just my woman. Right. <laughs> I'm a preacher of joy. <laughs> no, I am. I'm right there with you. I I try to practice those steps daily, and I yeah, the days that I do it, uh, I definitely can see the difference when I don't do it. Um, I'm really blessed. I have a fiance who also loves scripture, and so every every evening, either on the phone or in person, we'll read scripture together and pray with it and talk about it, and. Nice. That's just been such a huge, huge source of joy for, for both of us. Um, and what you said about noticing the different rays of, of love that God sends to us each day. Like, I try to notice, and my mom is the one who taught me this. Like, in every little thing, she'll always be like, oh, thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God. Beautiful. And so I just, like, if I see a beautiful sunrise, I'm like, wow, God, thank you. Or I love flowers. So if I see some flowers, I'm like, Lord, you picked those for me, didn't you? Thank you. <laughs> and That's the truth. See, now yeah. you are innate, you know, you are just over a lifetime, even though you're a lot younger than me, you know, you have developed what are truths. And so I feel like the more joy prayer guide that the Holy Spirit just prompted me on, you know, to just think about these four things is that people that haven't been doing it. And I'm just saying, you can find five minutes to be alone with the Lord. And do those four things. Now, you may love it so much, the next thing it'll take 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but I'm saying start with five and your life will change. Your life will change. So your first question that says, how can you find joy when you're in very challenging, hard situations? You have to pray. And it starts with this little five-minute more joy prayer guide. The whole idea is that, and you don't have to follow my guide, but the whole idea is that you are sitting quietly in prayer with the Lord for five minutes. You can do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, it's very, very practical. And I love that it's very easy to remember. So thank you for walking us through that. So Karen, to wrap us up, uh, would you actually pray for us that we may increase in this gift of joy in our life? I would be glad to. Thank you. Oh, dear Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you want us to have more joy, your joy, complete joy. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that in your presence, Psalm 16 says there is fullness of joy. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you bear joy in our lives. Lord God, I ask you, to give every listener more joy right now. I pray that they could practice five minutes of being with you every day and they would remember more true, lasting joy comes from being in your presence, receiving your love and joy, and accepting what you've already given to us really in our baptism. So I just bless every listener. God bless you today. And may you, as each of our last three popes said, may you search for true and lasting joy because you will find it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Karen. Oh.
And so Karen, if someone wanted to learn more about your books and to listen to your podcast, where can they go? All right. Um, I have a little website called wrap yourself in joy.com. So how about that? Easy to, easy to do. It's the same name as the book, wrap yourself in joy.com. And so you, you can actually listen to the podcast there. It's, it should be on all of the places where you uh, can listen to podcasts. Uh, and you can certainly go to wrapyourselfinjoy.podbeam.com uh, and sign up for it as well as other places. So I would love to have you listen. I'm new to podcasting and let me tell you, I'm just holding the Lord. He's holding my hand through all this. Yes. So I'm just offering it as my little gift to others. So I'm told the Lord it's his. Do what he wants to with it. And he will do very, very good things. Karen, it has been such a joy to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, um, not only about how to communicate effectively and some strategies to eliminate some of that anxiety, but for grounding us in scripture and grounding us in the love of the Father, where, where we can find our true joy. So thank you so much for being with us. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. It was a real joy. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>